Welcome back in. Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Continuing to count down to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56, Bengals-Rams out in Los Angeles. It's our own Radio Row week, Radio Row at home right here on WDEV. And next up on the show is LeVon Kirkland, former All-Pro linebacker, played nine years with the Steelers, one with the Seahawks, one with the Eagles. He played in the Super Bowl in the 90s for Pittsburgh against Dallas, and now he's the host of a Clemson podcast on the Believe Podcast network for his alma mater so levon thanks for being with us how are you uh, i'm doing well thank you so much for having me well i appreciate you being with me let's start here with the most basic of questions you played in the super bowl what are the emotions like in this game oh yeah well the emotions are very high uh, you have to really kind of kind of really manage your emotions throughout the week and because you're the only game in town Everybody's going to be focusing on the Super Bowl. There's nothing else to watch. And you're going to be on the biggest stage in football. So the nerves are definitely there. Trust me. My knees were knocking (laughs) that first play uh, during the Super Bowl. So it's kind of nerve-wracking. But, you know, after you get that first hit or that first tackle, it it kind of comes down a little bit. But, yeah, there's a lot of... You know, it's a lot of pageantry. There's a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> the airplanes are flying yeah. in, in the air. I mean, celebrities everywhere. So it's nerve-wracking. You know, Radio Row is crazy. Uh, you know, what's going on in L.A. right now, I've done that four times. It's a nuts experience. What was the week leading up to the game like for you in the 90s? Was it as crazy or had it not gotten to that point yet? Uh, well, it was crazy, you know, but it's not like it is now. But it was, uh, it was crazy. You got a lot. You got the camera in your face all the time, and it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. You know, the storyline in your Super Bowl against the Cowboys is loosely similar to this one. Okay, you were taking on a high-powered offensive team at the height of their powers. The Rams have a high-powered offensive team that can certainly do a lot offensively. If you're the Bengals, how do you prepare for a team that has that much firepower and that much explosiveness on offense? Well, you really got to play, and I know this sounds very cliche-ish, but you got to play sound football. You can't let them have big plays. You got to force them into mistakes. But this, but that Ram team, they, I mean, they got some firepower. I mean, as far as their wide receivers are concerned, their quarterback, they are special on offense. But I, I think you know, if you don't let them beat you deep, you keep everything in front of you, and uh, you, well, I don't think you have to really work to keep Matt Stafford in the pocket. Yeah. I feel like they have a good chance. You, you got to make you got to make them drive the field. You can't let them get those explosive plays. You know, given the rule changes in the league, the way the game is officiated, the mobility of quarterbacks, the innovativeness of coaches, what would it be like to play defense in today's NFL? I think it's very difficult to play defense. To be honest with you, because uh, the rules are slanted in one direction. That's the offense. If you think about the middle of the field. At one point in time, the middle of the field belonged to the defense. So if you're a wide receiver, you come across that middle, you may get tattooed whether you catch the ball or not. If you're a quarterback and you're and you're scrambling down the middle, you better get your you better get down because if you don't, you're gonna get blasted. Or, you know, when a quarterback's in the pocket 
back in the day, you can you can hit them after about a thousand one thousand two. You still can tattoo them to let them know that you're going to be there to hit them all day. Now those things are eliminated, and so it makes it a little bit easier for the offense to drive down the middle of the field. It makes it easy for the offense to um, come out of there, you know, really not to be even hit when they're coming out of their stance. So they they basically get free releases. So I think it's tougher to play defense, to be honest with you. LeVon Kirkland with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, Radio Row at Home, day number four on WDEV. He's a former All-Pro linebacker, played with the Steelers, Seahawks, and Eagles, and has been in a Super Bowl himself. Um, who's the quarterback you never got to sack that you wish you had? Oh, let me think. Hmm. Steve Young. Even though we didn't play him a lot, Steve Young was one guy that I wanted to hit but I didn't get a chance to hit you know, you played at a time where the running back was the focal point of an offense, not like it is now. When running backs came in, they had those giant pads and everything. Who was the hardest yeah. running back to take down back in your day? Wow, the hardest guy to take down? I would probably have to say Barry Sanders was probably yeah. one, of the, one of the tougher ones to take down because he was so fast. His, his center of gravity was so low. He could, he could make you look bad. Really good. You know, I know NFL guys are very prideful, so I, this answer might be nobody. But I am curious: was there ever a player who you looked across against uh, on another team, and that they kind of left you in awe a little bit? Hmm. You know what? I, I tell you what, I, Larry Allen for me, hmm. as a offensive guard, I thought he was tremendous. Yeah. And. And kind of scary, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Larry Allen certainly one of the best of all time. Hey, um, you know, let me ask you this: We're up here in New England. We're in Vermont, New Hampshire, and New York. So we're we're a station that plays Patriots games, and so much is made about the Patriots culture and the Patriots stability as an organization. The Steelers are in that class of organization as well. What is it like to play for a legacy franchise franchise like that? Because we see so many franchises that aren't well run, and you got to play for one of the best ones in the league. Yeah, you, you know, it's amazing because it's all about atmosphere and environment. And if you're lucky enough to play in a great environment, uh, a great organization, that's a plus your career and I felt that way with the Pittsburgh Steelers I mean very professional you took ownership and there was so much it's a legacy of pride you know you think about the linebacker position you got Jack Lambert Jack Ham, some other guys in front of him and then the guys that I played with Greg Lloyd Kevin Green Chad Brown we really took a lot of pride in playing the linebacker position so just in my room it was uh, you had to really put up. If you didn't put up, man, you couldn't play. You so know, it was it was it was cool and it was challenging, but um, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, in addition to being a great NFL player, you were a great college player. Played at Clemson. You're in the Clemson Hall of Fame. Uh, I was actually at the Patriots and Jaguars game this year. And even though it was fifty to ten was the final, Levon, but I actually I walked away impressed with Trevor Lawrence. Can he rescue that franchise? Yeah, but you know he's going to need some help. That, the the coach that goes in there, the head coach is really going to be the the one who sets the environment. 
And I think if you, because the guy has all the tools in the world to be successful, well, you got to surround him with some, some players. You got to surround him with a good offensive line. You got to give him some weapons. You got to have a running game to be successful. So I think, I think Doug Peterson, who I think that's a new coach, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like he's going to be able to do that. He's going to have already instant cred because he won a Super Bowl. So what? the team is the team, the team is going to listen to him. They're going to they're going to, they're going to take ownership, and I think you're going to see a better Jacksonville Jaguar team. And I've seen Trevor play. This guy has it all. He, he really does. But you know, people tend to forget that football is a team sport. It's a team sport, and if you don't have the team around you, you may not be that successful. Well, it's a Clemson podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Talk to me a little bit about the podcast, and uh, you know we can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but uh, what's the usual subject matter, especially here in the offseason? Uh, well, you know, we talk a good, a good deal about recruiting. Uh, we, we add in some NFL because of the playoffs and the Super Bowl. But we basically try to make it, make sure we talk about the Clemson Tigers, what they're doing as far as the offseason is concerned right now. We'll hit into the spring game. We'll talk a little bit about who's going to get drafted with the uh, Clemson Tigers, what teams they'll go to. And then, you know, once we get back into the fall preseason, we'll, we'll be hitting them pretty hard about our Clemson Tigers and what they're going to do. But for now, you know, we're, we're talking about recruiting, uh, how that's going to affect the team. We're, we're going to talk a little bit more about spring ball once it gets here. But, you know, it's, it's basically us talking stories about Clemson Tigers in the past, the present, and the future. Well, we're all hoping up here in New England that uh, former Clemson wide receiver Hunter Renfro becomes future Patriots wide receiver Hunter Renfro. <laughs> that, that's the guy we want to – I'll tell you what, he fits into that scheme, so – well, finger, fingers are crossed for 2023 free agency, I believe it is. So, LeVon Kirkland, man, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'd love to do it again sometime. All right, sounds good. Thank you.